Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Jonah was a prophet. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what? I was wondering what she texted about. I've never heard that before in my life. You didn't never You're watch. You're a pagan. You never Apparently. watched the Veggie Tales Jonah movie. Come on! I don't think I have. Oh, I, you I watched a lot of Larry have Boy, but I don't think out. I really. The Jonah movie was absolutely. In fact, for whatever reason, Tyler sold it, and my kids were so mad at him. We now, have granted, been playing that older. all day, Dan. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about Jonah. I'm more curious about Jonah's brothers. Such <laughs> 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 a dad. <laughs> Oh, oh my God! Oh, Beautiful. Boy. So, if you don't know it, we are in. Jonah was a prophet. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> we're gonna do that throughout this whole one today. Oh man! So we're in the book of Jonah. <laughs> Imagine that. Go <laughs> figure. Okay, she couldn't figure it out. Yeah. But seriously, you should watch that movie. Seriously, it was really good. Bro, watch the Veggie Tales was just. Well, awesome. yeah, I, I old Veggie Tales. I don't like the new stuff. There, uh, yeah. Well, there are some people out there that just rip on the, even the old Veggie Tales. I'm like, man. Get over here. This is a good time. Some people just have to find fault in everything. Okay, so just enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? So one of the the one of the later ones, one of the last ones, was (laughs) the Ottoman automaton automation i don't even remember the title of it do you remember it was yeah so the church that we were at get through this sentence (laughs) showed (laughs) it and nobody liked it except for my son (laughs) who came home singing every part of it after watching it once like he was the only one in the entire church that liked it and his the famous line was these robots are freaking me out (laughs) What a good I, thing. I have vague memories of it that was, line. It was a very weird VeggieTales thing. But Way to go, Nathaniel. But they he were was the only so smart, one. though. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, there's a lot of depth there. Yes. It, yeah. But so that's a good, fond memory we have. And also, Nathaniel was Larry Boy. He was Larry Boy. He didn't just like Larry Boy, he was Larry Boy. That's the only VeggieTales toys I had were Larry Boy figures and a, and a plush. Yeah. And so the first thing that I, we ever bought off of eBay was a Larry, Mo, Larry, uh, Larry Mobile. Larry Mobile. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For him. Hey, now you're speaking my language. So see, first thing we bought on eBay. How's that? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Nathaniel, I hope you're listening. <clears throat> I don't think he listens to his mom's <laughs> podcast, but whatever. <laughs> what? What? I can't say I would, I would listen to a podcast with my mom either. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I got enough of you. I got the real mom. mom really. I would have listened to a podcast with you. <laughs> Love you. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, my name's Hank Meadows. I'm pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I'm hey. the lead guy here. Matter of fact, I'm the only guy here right now. <laughs> well, as far as pastor. on staff. Oh, I was like, excuse <laughs> so me, <kidding>. sir. <laughs> Dan was like getting beaten red over like, there. I can see it. I can't even see his eyes. I'm not a great looking guy, but I'm a hideous woman. <laughs> I would not call you a woman. I'm the only guy on staff right now. There we go. Okay. All right. I got you. Um, I got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. And just for you, Kim, got old pumpkin eyes over there. 100% man, let me tell you. 
Kim said she's like, it was 5.30. She's listening. She's going, what is he talking about? His eyes. Well, what terrified me is, so we were at we were at praise team, and she comes up and grabs me by the arm. She's like, why does he call you that? <laughs> she was very I passionate about it. I was like, you're not going to shake it out of me because I don't have a clue. <laughs> she was very passionate about it. <laughs> But I, and I've then come she to grabbed me it. and looked yeah, and shook yeah. me and said, "Why are you calling him that?" Because the it's world, what I do. the world may never know. Yeah, between me and Dan. <laughs> there you go. All right, so hey, we're in Jonah. Yeah. And so I want to just say this off the top: nowhere mm, in I this remember. book does it say it was a whale. It's true. So can we please? It's like the whole. It drives some things. God just drive me bonkers. It was an apple that Eve ate. Show me that in scripture. Yeah. Yep. And here, well, a whale's throat is not well, number one, it's cause it calls it a great fish. And I know Mona's gonna deal with the word appointed for today. <laughs> a great fish. It does not say whale. Could it be a whale, though? By God, it could have been a goldfish if God wanted it to be. I was getting ready to say the same thing. I was like, I'll wait for him to fix Ah! No, I'm right there with you. I mean, good grief. We get hung up on the silliest mess. What? No, we put God in a box. That's why yeah, well, we get yeah, hung up. Yeah. We get hung up because we don't yeah. want God to be bigger than what we think because we don't want God to be uncontrollable. How in the world could there be anything beyond our understanding? Exactly. Yeah. How could God ever make a fish that could swallow a human? Oh, my gosh. I still don't understand how to get those boats in little bottles. So, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot that I'm... Exactly. Like, I'm not going to... This is why say. I go back to... And this is, I say to you, if you struggle with this... If you can get past in the yep. beginning, God, child, homie, <laughs> yo, it's all gravy after yeah, that. That's right. Yep. Seriously. I know, and because that's sort of, I know some of you are going, Hank, that's just way too simple. Oh, you wait. I'm going to talk, talk more about being simple. Pray. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us here and thank you for your word and thank you for um, the truth about Jonah and um, the book that is included in our Bible and we just thank you for that. And so I pray that we would accurately handle your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, we're going to go Mona and then we're going to go to Dan. Okay. Because Dan, I have no clue what actually you're doing. Okay. And then we're going to go to me last. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I sort of had foreshadowing with you. Yeah, that's true. So... um. I wanted to deal with, as Hank already said, the word appointed. And the specific word appointed appears once at the end of chapter 1, where in verse 17 it says that the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then in chapter 4, three times that word is used. And so I'll start in verse 5. Jonah went out of the city and sat to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. <clears throat> he sat under it in the shade till he could see what would become of the city. Now the Lord God appointed a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. So Jonah was exceedingly glad because of the plant. But when dawn came up the next day, God appointed a worm that attacked the plant so that it withered. And when the sun rose, God appointed a scorching east wind and the sun beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. <clears throat> and the... 
the reason that I wanted to um, highlight those verses, um, even though it's not exactly what Hank wanted us to do, but because it, this whole book talks about the sovereignty of God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his being in control of all things. And even if you go back to chapter one and verse four, um, when Jonah gets into the ship in verse four, it says, but the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea and there was a mighty tempest on the sea so that the ship threatened to break up. And then in the verse chapter two, verse 10, and the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon the dry land. And so for me, this whole book one of the great aspects of it is showing that sovereignty of God and showing him being in control of all things. He was in control of that wind. He was in control of the fish. He was in control of that plant and the worm. And so um, we see his sovereignty and him being in control. I just, when, when you he say didn't things, slap I, his knee, I, but I, it was I close. He's jumping over. <laughs> but, but something hit me. And it's funny, I, you know, reading it, read the same thing that, that you read, like, okay, great. But it shows the the scale of what he's over as well. Something as large as this great fish that swallowed him, and then a worm. Arm, yep. And and yeah. I just love that it gives us that picture of that that range like that. Yep. I just uh, that just jumped out at me. Huh? That's good. I also so am I, I knew he won't finish. That's I, <laughs> am I reading this right? Because I, I read it. I was like, oh yeah. But did, so did the, are we talking about the tree like as he's sitting down coming up? Whoop, or was it already in that position he sat under it? He to me, made, it, it sounds like it came yeah, up it to said, it. Yeah. Isn't that wow? The Lord got appointed a plant and made it come up over Man. Jonah that it would be shaped. That's cool. I, I mean, I, I, I'm there. I just, just yeah. yeah. I'm going to use your sound effect. It just went <laughs> <laughs> right out of the ground. <laughs> because God is, it goes back to what you it, talked about. God, once again, so he was in charge of the great fish he was in charge of the worm he's in charge of the wind mm-hmm. he, i mean there's a lot of things in charge of and he's in charge of this tree right mm-hmm. with big leaves yeah go ahead you were squirming I, there's just so much here that i just it, it's like the there's also i mean so so the tree grows up and, and he's he's thankful for it okay because it gave him some shade great exceedingly glad but like so often we we think of like well if God did something it has to be this huge major right. thing. Sometimes He just wants to give us enjoyment, mm-hmm. and so uh, comfort. Yeah, yeah and we we forget about it. Yeah. We we're like oh well that just happened. No, God gave it to you. Yeah, right. yeah. I just, no. Well, I think so yeah. often we will give more credit. And hear me out on this: more more credit or more control to the enemy like we'll say the devil made me do it and all that mm-hmm. but we refuse to give any acknowledgement of the lord oh we'll find every other explanation it could yeah yeah, yeah. but when it's something bad oh that was devil oh yeah, uh, yeah probably not probably your flesh mm-hmm. yeah. but then something good happens oh well well how lucky was i right. yeah i mean yep. we're just weirdos <laughs> <laughs> we just need a shirt that says that we're just weirdos. we're just weirdos man I, i'm telling you what i love the fact it, it is this is if, if you and this is, I've told people this before. If you want to really see the sovereignty of God, you need to go read this book. Right. Because God's in control. From the very first sentence 
to the very end, mm-hmm. it's all about what the Lord mm-hmm. does. Yeah. The Lord guides this whole. Now, I understand Jonah went the other way, 180 right. degrees, all right. that. But it, you, what are you reading? The Lord, the Lord, the Lord throughout mm-hmm. this. You know, it's like, you know, the book of Esther doesn't mention the name of God in it at all. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, in four short chapters, and I'm talking about chapter one's got 17 verses, chapter two's got 10, chapter three's got 10, chapter four has got 11. So not a whole lot not, of yeah, verses yeah. in mm-hmm. but I mean, it's like every other verse is the Lord, yeah. the Lord, yep. the Lord, the Lord, the Lord. And so I feel like Jonah was just, as he recounted and wrote this, saying, man, here's what I learned in that mm-hmm. belly. Yep. God's in control. Right. I was trying to hold it, and we see though that there there's this contrast because and this goat can are, are we done with hers because this will take Let's hers to, to my okay way. here we go away. so what we see though and and where I'm going to start is in chapter one um uh verse three but Jonah rose to flee Tarshish from the presence of the Lord he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish now out the reason I chose this is because. That's one of the things I love. It's such a visual book. Mm-hmm. Like you can see what's going on so clearly. And it's this man trying to physically run to another place from God. And and it shows that God is sovereign over all and has power over all. Man has power over very little anything because right. God didn't have to change his plans. Right. God said, I got you. Right. You can run where you want to. Right. Well, you know the I'm sad thing about it? This dude paid the fare. Oh yeah, to yeah. get swallowed by a fish. This is almost car- cartoonish the yeah. way it's handled. I mean, yes, that, in this whole thing, because I've got highlighted it right there, and it says he paid the fare. Yep. Yep. Worst money that dude ever spent. <laughs> this was not on the brochure. And seriously, if you've never looked on a map and see and look and see where Tarshish is where Joppa is, where Nineveh is, and see the exact opposite that he went. You didn't even need to get on a ship to go to Nineveh from where he was. You did not need to get on a ship. And so to see the extent, including paying that fare, that he went to not do what yep. God had asked him to do, to disobey what God asked him to we do. We would never it's do something Im- like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just, it is incredible. Well, and I get this, this picture, and it, it may not be correct, but I sure <laughs> do enjoy it, uh, of, of God telling him and him like just running, grabbing an armful of clothes and like just booking it down to the, to the uh, dock. Well, Dan, being the theologian that I am, <laughs> unbeknownst obviously to you, <laughs> when the says he rose to flee, it literally means to make haste mm. and be in a hurry. Yep. Literally, that's what the word means. I, I love it even there. more. I can enjoy it and be correct. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I mean, like literally, I mean, yeah, the picture is that he literally, when he got this word, he's like, uh-uh. Right. Nope. It's, uh-uh. it's like the old cartoons where their feet are spinning, yeah. you know? But the reason, so the reason I brought that up, though, is because my, my main thought reading through this was at least there's a reaction. So he, hear me out here. So he runs. Not the best reaction, not the one we want to have. But then once we get onto the the boat there, um, let's see. uh, Okay, so uh, verse 15 there, they picked up Jonah and hurled him into the sea because they knew that he had run from God, that that God was displeased with him, and and the storm was there. So uh, all I could think of is, you know, we we should definitely not run from God, but at least there's a reaction. So often we just act like he's not there. Mm. And these guys are so serious about it, they're going to throw a man over a ship. Like, that seems like it should 
like you're taking something pretty serious if it if it leads you to throw a man into the ocean. But they try not to. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they try not to. to. Yeah. No, they they said. I mean, look. So let me just score you your story. Yeah. So you know he flees and then he gets in the ship and he's like he's going. I mean, like this fool. <laughs> Gets in the bomb ship like, ha, God can't get me now. That's right. Yep. And if I was asleep, I'll stay goes. below deck. He won't know he where I'm at. Right. He, he can't see me. through wood. <laughs> he doesn't know where I am. Huh, that reminds me of something. And so there he goes. And they come, they're like, <clears throat> and they come down there and they're like, dude, well, how are you sleeping? Yeah. With this. And, and, but as soon as they say it, he says, um, yeah, well, I'm fleeing. Yeah. I'm a Hebrew. I fear the Lord. And so the men knew that he was fleeing. Listen to this. He obviously he, he told, told them. them beforehand. They yeah. knew that he was fleeing because yep. he had told them. And he's like, ah, it's on me. Just throw me overboard. <laughs> and they, but nevertheless, the men rode hard. They cared more about Jonah mm-hmm. than he cared about anybody else. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, Don't mm. miss that. Right. He was the cause of their problem, Dan. Yeah. And yet they said, no, we're not going to do that. Let's row hard or try to get out of yeah. this. And they couldn't make it and back. And they couldn't make it out. Finally, they're like, okay. Right. And then it's like God said, good, threw him overboard. I mean, and it stopped. <laughs> it's a done yeah, deal, yeah. Right, as soon as it, yep. But even in the midst of it, they said, Lord, don't hold this against us. Yep. That's right. What you got? Well, you, when you were saying he was hiding, he was, you know, down below. Where you were going. Huh? I knew where you were going. Yeah. Um, when he was down below thinking and even just getting on the ship and then down below thinking that um, he could hide. But in Psalm 139, verse 7. Boy, you are just animated. Oh, we should just have a camera in his hand. I mean, y'all not about seven. Me. <laughs> one, excited. Psalm 139, verse 7. Where shall I go from your spirit or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day and darkness is as light with you. And all that, I love that last part. Yeah. Even the night is yeah. light mm-hmm. to you. Right, right. There's, the darkness there's nothing is not he dark. cannot yep. see. Yeah, darkness he doesn't is not yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah. It said no. It says the same. I mean, you were right. It says that about light too. But well, you corrected me. No, I didn't. I just said a different part of the verse. <laughs> so, why we, we got like fifteen minutes left? Uh, thirteen. Uh, okay, okay. I mean, I was close. <laughs> closer to fifteen than ten. Why was he so not wanting to go to Nineveh? This is going to tie uh, into mine. Okay. By the way. <laughs> well, because he knew that God was going to forgive him, them. Yeah, but okay, and, why? But they were his, they were Israel's enemies, and he didn't want. Okay. He didn't That's want far. them. What? Not only that, they were cruel. Right. And they were some of the meanest people on the face of the right. earth so at this he time. Want, he did not want them to be redeemed. He didn't want them to be. What did he want? He wanted them to be destroyed. Smite. Yeah. Smitten. Yeah. Yeah. Smote. <laughs> All of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, seriously, he, he, how much do you have to really hate somebody to hope they go to hell? Mm-hmm. See, I was going to be real sarcastic and be like, good thing we never have that attitude today. <laughs> but I mean, we do. It's like, well, I'm not going, they're, they're horrible people. I'm not sharing the gospel with them. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we do that I mean, all the like, time. We all the time. Because if we cared, I'm I'm going to beat this bandwagon until I see Jesus face to face. If we cared about people, mm-hmm. we would share the gospel more. Mm. We'd just assume. Let's be honest. We, nobody will say this out loud. Nobody would verbalize it. We'd just assume some people go to hell. Oh yeah, yeah. I th- I think we say, well, I don't want to see him here. Why would I want to see him for all eternity? Yeah. How how much do you got to hate somebody yep. for that? And and by the way, if if that's you out there, and 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 it's a pure moment of blatant, brutal, mm-hmm. deep honesty in your life, and you're like, yeah, I can say that about myself. Number one. They have not done anything to you that comes close to what you did to yeah. Jesus and God. That's right. And in your darkest, dirtiest, nastiest moment, the Bible says, because I want you to, I don't want you to hear Hank, I want you to hear scripture. For while we were still yet sinners, God demonstrated his love towards in that. Well, I've got it backwards now. <laughs> God demonstrated his love towards in that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died yes. for the ungodly. Right. Mm-hmm. He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of him. Right. There is not a sin. I, this is why I have such a problem with folk that believe in election. Mm. Is there election in the Bible? Yes. But do I think, as I read Scripture and as I read the love of God, talk about his character all the time, right. and he cannot go against it. Right. How is it God would ever make somebody and say, well, my atonement's not for that person? Right. Yep. Yeah. When he says so often, it's his desire that none perish, but that all come to a saving right. knowledge. And for God so loved the world. You have all these verses that talk about the love of God. And then we're going to say, well, some people, God just designated to go to hell. Hmm. So, that yeah. goes against his character, if you ask yes. me. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, how do you how do you say God's word is in air? And then you say, but ignore all of this. Right, right. It, it's, it's elect, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, go ahead. Well, and I was going to say, so... And maybe you were just about to say this, but so tying that back into Jonah, this is exactly what we see in Jonah and in God sending him to Nineveh was, you know, a people whose um, evil is atrocious. And yet God is saying he's showing his heart and his compassion for those people. Um, but his prophet didn't want to have anything to do with it, but it shows God's heart. <laughs> you keep me, making these noises the over there. I'm just enjoying scripture. It's, uh, I, I just, I love the way it's put. It's such a horrible thing, but I love the way it's written. Uh, chapter four, verse one. But displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was angry. And it's just you get this guy's just pouting because these people. And read the next verse. Hey. Uh, and he he prayed to the Lord and said, "Oh Lord, is is not this what I said when I was yet in my country?" That is why I make haste to flee to. That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and relenting from disaster. And you're going to tell me that that God that that described mm-hmm. would send anybody to hell? Right. Yeah. Right. Would yep. make them to make them burn for all eternity? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a sick, twisted God. Right. With no way out. Yeah. 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 Seriously, you. No, no, no. I created you for all eternity to burn in a place called hell. That is sick and twisted. Right. And see where people mess up. They say, well, he has every right to. He does, but it goes against every other aspect every, of his character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not what I was after. How much time I got? Uh, we got, oh, we got six minutes, seven Good. minutes. Here's my point. 
And so you'll ask some people, why don't you? Well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I, okay, so Jonah is like, I'm going that way. God sends him. Listen to what the Bible says. This is what Jonah preached. Because you put it on you, dear one, that says, well, I don't know what to say. And ah, da, da, ah, da, da, I'm not the... Blah, 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 should have had the camera on him. That would be a great clip. <laughs> if you get to verse 4 of chapter 3, and Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey. This is a huge city. And he called out, listen, this is what he said. Yet 40 days and none of us shall be overthrown. Now, I don't know that he said more. All scripture says is that's, that's all right, he that's said. All and look at the next verse. <laughs> and the people of Nineveh believed God. Yep. Right. It's not about you, the yeah. messenger boy. Right, it's about the message that the Holy Spirit inspires, infuses yep. with power, mm -hmm. that changes people. And the whole stinking city. Yes. From the king to even the animals yeah. were put in sackcloth. Yep. They called for a fast. They put on sackcloth from the greatest of them to the least. Mm -hmm. I wrote in my notes, all you need is God's word. And all this from a simple message. Mm -hmm. You want to know why? Why? Because Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12 says mm. what? What does it say? Word of God is living and powerful, yeah, sharper than any two-edged yeah. sword. Yep. It cuts to the very bone and marrow. Yep. It's the thoughts and intents of the heart. Because it's the word of God, people. It is not you. Well, and even if you think about, you know, Jonah going through the city and that's all he said yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown you you can almost imagine that he is kind of doing it begrudgingly okay oh, yeah. you want me to go I'm gonna go I'm gonna tell them they're gonna die and, and then I'm gonna whatever. pray for them to die yeah. <laughs> right and so you know you can just sort of see him just trudging that through. little kid thing like dragging his toes when <laughs> right? he walks and stuff <laughs> right? all right i'll do it but i'm not gonna be happy right but that that's why i go back to it's not yeah, about us absolutely. Yes. that's why paul said mm -hmm. in um in philippians the beginning of chapter two or in the chapter one when he's talking about people there he said some preach god out of envy and mm -hmm. some preach god basically said to get me more beaten mm -hmm. and some preach god out of truth but it doesn't matter what matters that jesus, jesus christ, christ is preached mm -hmm. right yeah yep. And then if you go back to, it, it, you're, let's let's hang a left instead of that right. Let's go back to Moses. Moses is like, I can't go because mm -hmm. I don't speak well. Yep. God says, yo, who who made your mouth? Yep, right. I, 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 yep. Well, who made that? Mm -hmm. You you have no reason. You Anybody ever says, well, I can't. Here's what I just say. No, you won't. Right. Yep. It, it's not you can't. You won't. Paul, when he was writing to Timothy at the very end of his life and in um uh first Timothy, I mean Second Timothy chapter four, obviously Timothy was not really good at doing evangelism. But what does Paul say? Do the work and evangelist, boy. Mm -hmm. I may have added the boy in there. <laughs> it's it's the great commission, and it's not the great calling, and that's really what this book is about too. And notice, and here, let's. I want to circle all the way back, and I want to close with this. Jonah did care more about some stinking plant than he did mm -hmm. people. God calls him out majorly. And I, he says, you pity the plant, verse 10 of chapter 4, for which you did not labor, you didn't make it grow, which came into being, this is how we know it came up overnight, mm, yep. came into being in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, 
that great city in which there are more than 120,000 peoples who don't know their right hand from their left and also much cattle. They were spiritually blind, Mm. yet God cares. And I wrote in my notes, too often we don't, but God still does. Mm -hmm. Right. God still cares for the rich person, for the broke person, for the good person, Mm -hmm. for the not so good person. And by the way, there's none good. I'm just using (laughs) human standards. I feel like Paul, I speak as a fool. For the person in the gutter to the person in the mansion. Yep. Person in the White House to the person in no house. God loves, yes, because I get asked this all the time. When I'll preach something like this or teach, what about the person that kills people? Yep, God loves them too. What about the one who does bad things to little children? God still loves them. He hates what they do, but he still loves them and they still can come. What about the person that, that does this? God still loves them and died for them. Because what we don't get is our sin is just as bad as their sin. Right. I told the youth this last night because they were talking about something. And they were, I was talking about commandments and how can you live commandments if you don't know them. And so they began to throw them out, but they went right to the Ten Commandments. Something they could say easy. And I said, oh, yeah. So one of them said, well, you shouldn't commit adultery. I said, okay. What about if you look at somebody? Well, but, but it says, don't, I should not commit adultery. I'm like, so I, so I went to the rich young ruler, and then I went yeah. to the Sermon on the Mount, and I said, my Bible says that if you look at somebody lustfully, right. you yep. committed adultery in your heart. That is sin. Right. Friends, you sin. Yep. And the only way to get out of this thing alive mm-hmm. is by the blood of Jesus. That's right. you got to really hate somebody to not share Jesus right. with them. Right. And Bruce made a really great point last night in um, – I don't have any clue what it was in reference, what, like what we were talking about. But he said that people will say, well, Jesus can't be the only way. It just there can't be. But he said, if there was another way besides through the blood of Jesus, why would God have put him on the cross? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Right. I mean, that makes, it would have made no sense. But because the blood of Jesus is the only way, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, that that he is the only way and we see evidence of that because god did say i need to sacrifice myself luke wrote in acts there's no other name given unto heaven by which one can be saved except the name jesus in acts 4 12 right i mean we i, I can play that game all day right and, I, I was yeah. just thinking when you were talking about that you know him in the, in the garden praying saying if there's any way this can be taken from right. me so obviously right. there wasn't yeah. you know yeah right so here's what i would say let's just wrap up let's get a big thought real quick I have mine. My mine. Well, mine tags onto what you just were talking about, and and the thing is, you know, if you hear this and you say, "Well, I, I just I'm not a compassionate person," I don't. Here, here's how that really starts, at least from my experience, is you start to understand that the only difference between you and whatever person doesn't matter what they did is the fact that you accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. That that you would have the same fate regardless of what you do on this this side of eternity. Yep. If you didn't accept the grace of God, there be. Yep. That's right. That's right. Um, I don't, I guess I would just go back to reemphasize what we said about this whole book because, and maybe I'll back up and say this because Jonah's VeggieTales movie, which is really good. I mean, it's, it's one of the ones that, you know, is taught in Sunday school. We had it on our flannel graphs when we were little, um, (laughs) you know, they're bringing those back, but anyway, um, 
because it's been made into a children's story, it's been made about Jonah mm. and it's been made about that great fish. Um, but the reality is, as you said, that this entire book is truly about God. And if you want to learn about God, go through this book and see what it says about him and what he does and how he acts and, and his compassion and, um, and his relentless pursuit and of you and his plan for you um, and all of that. So that's my big thought. I hate you. Why did I take yours? <laughs> Literally, it is eerily. If I could have written down what I wanted to say, she just said it. I was just sitting here thinking how well that was. That was Thanks, Dan. It's came out of his brain. Maybe. I don't know. No, seriously, I mean, and I'm, I'm gonna stick with that. I, I'm almost just piggyback and, and say it. Yeah, so many people see this just about this. It's a book about the the great fish yeah. or the whale, right? Say, right. No, this book that's that's really secondary. Yeah. The book is about the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And about the. So it's one A, one A, B plus, kind of. It's the sovereignty of God, but it's also the forgiveness yeah. and ability of God. Right. And he could change this whole, that's the reason I don't give up on our country or the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If he could do it, I mean, is it is it any harder to do it with a billion people than 120,000 at that time? Right. No. Not to him. We got it. capabilities now that they couldn't yeah. even think of, man. Right. I mean, we got phones. Yeah. Yep. You know, so I do have one last question. Oh Man, what do y'all think he smelled like after this? <laughs> I, I mean, they, they probably let him stay out. Have you ever smelled fish guts before? <laughs> I have. <laughs> Home dude's down there in that acid and stuff like that. I bet he, you think I'm pasty white? <laughs> I bet home dude was glowing. Yeah, probably. <sighs> Just a thought. All right, Dan, close this, man. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the, the opportunity to come together and, and be in your word. And we just we we would pray that that as we go through your word that we remember it is all about you, regardless of what we're reading in, in scripture. It's not about us, it's about you. And and let us take that to our lives and live our lives in that same way in obedience to you and absolutely brokenhearted for those that don't know you. Um and let us always be humbled by the fact that that the only difference is that we accepted the gift of Jesus Christ. Somebody told us about Jesus, and, and we accepted him. So, Heavenly Father, let us be always mindful of that and always looking for opportunities to do the same for someone else. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. My name's Hank Meadows. I'm lead pastor of Barron Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Ms. Mona. Hey, hey. Hey, all right, Kim. Here we go. We got the old bean boy over there. <laughs> yeah. Old Danny Amos. Bye, God bless yeah. you guys. Bye, Bye y'all. 49 days till I don't know what.